Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg ad-free and right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Urban Outfitters, Fenty Beauty, and Expedia. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode of Travel Today with Peter Greenberg is brought to you by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio information and entertainment. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. It's time for Peter Greenberg Worldwide with America's number one travel news journalist. Around the world, the trip with 
And now, the man who travels over 400,000 miles each year, your travel detective, Peter Greenberg. Hi everybody, Peter Greenberg here and welcome to the podcast that's done from a different location around the world every single week. One day Canada, the next day Thailand, then New York, London, you just never know. This week we come to you from Fairmont Grand Del Mar Hotel right here in Del Mar, California. Joining me now is uh, someone who knows a little bit about Del Mar. She's the Honorable Mayor of Del Mar and, uh, and her name is Cheryl Parks. Hi Cheryl. Hi Peter. Glad Hi, to be Madam with you. Mayor, I should say. <laughs> yes, Madam Mayor. Are you from California? No, I'm from the Pacific Northwest, but I've lived in Del Mar for over 40 years. So they haven't found out yet. <laughs> what brought you down here? My husband worked for Scripps Clinic and Research Foundation, and many researchers are that's in... La that's La Jolla. That's La Jolla, yeah. but Del Mar was the much sought-after small village environment we wanted to raise our boys in, so we managed to buy a home then 40 years ago. And how has it changed in 40 years? In 40 years, um, we have a community plan that has really maintained the distance between homes and the scale of homes and the trees. So what you get is a kind of a small village environment with lots of vegetation and d diversity in how the homes look. And um, I'd like to tell you that it's changed uh, very little, actually. There, we have a school, a post office, and one church. And we have 4,500 people that live in Del Mar only, so it's and, a small... And do people go out and hang out at the post office? Actually, we, we yeah, it's a typical kind of small yeah. town. It is. Uh, we all know each other. Their names, uh, the postal people call me Madam Mayor, and I like that a lot. And <laughs> Yes, um, people know each other very well. And then there's the racetrack. And the racetrack, that's the exciting play, place to be in late July and August, and then we were picking up a second season in November. Yeah, you, you used to have a pretty short season. Yeah, we did. And since many of the racetracks are closing now, Del Mar is one of the premier racetracks, so we've been invited to add on another whole season of racing in November. Explain one thing to me, Madam Mayor, because I, I used to love to take the train mm -hmm. to Del Mar, mm -hmm. and you'd get off right there and you'd walk across the street, you're at the track. Yeah. Yeah. The train doesn't stop there anymore, does it? No, it doesn't. And um, it, be it became kind of sticky as a political issue in Del Mar because we like to have that stop. Even people who were employed in Oceanside or San Diego would use the train and commute. However, the parking wasn't adequate. It's just, the track is right next to the beach. And our beaches are pristine and really important to access because of the Coastal Commission. So... Um, I just wanted to point out that we were number four in the best beaches in the, the whole world in the Time magazine recently. So this small 2.1 mile beach is a, a precious resource for us. All right. Who beat you out? Pardon me? Who are the other beaches that beat you out? Who are the first three? Oh, I three? didn't. I don't know. Oh, we only care about Del Mar. Oh, uh, yeah. We don't. We, we're just happy to welcome people to use our beach and... And it, it, one of the things you, that's fun during the summer is we have these concerts right on the beach. And it, you can look down at the Pacific Ocean and have different um, wonderful bands that will entertain. So so if you're coming down here by train, you take it to San Diego and then hop off or get off at Solana Beach and hop yes. off, right? That's what people are going to do. That's right. That's right. And the train ride down here, for those people who have to suffer here on the 405, trust me, the train is the way to go. It is. I'd go off into L.A. to visit my son, and I read the whole way, and then I enjoy the train ride what's the biggest surprise for people who've never been here before when they when they come to visit you for example members of your family or friends or anybody when they when they show up that they're not expecting 
California has a reputation for being pretty fast-paced, and the, the Bay Area and, and Los Angeles are very big cities now. And when they come to Del Mar, they expect it to be California, but it's more like a European village. It's a very small, contained place, and um, I think that they're surprised that it's uh, we have no big box stores. We have only small <laughs> mom-and-pop kind of operations. You have, small, you have small box stores. Small box stores. Yeah, right. And uh, we have lovely restaurants, very well known for that. So people who come um, are more laid back and enjoy themselves. And if they want to go into San Diego or to the zoo or to the um, Legoland, they can go in 20 minutes and, and be happy to do an upscale kind of thing to do. So I would say in all, it's just a really comfortable, peaceful place to be for vacation. And manageable manageable walking absolutely you could come by train for those people who think that nobody walks in california they walk in del mar yeah we do and they're bicycling now it's really a popular thing all over the united states but there are funds to uh, make the bicycle lanes safer and we have hundreds and hundreds of bicycle riders that come especially during the weekends because the weather's wonderful too is there an off season um this year, there's an off-season. As you know, we're having El Nino, and we have been preparing on the, the council level for about six months. All We have all the lifeguards are all, and the beach owners, um, the access to the beach, all have been uh, looked at and tried to be as safe as we can provide it, not knowing how high the waves will be. It's just uh, it's a, it's a phenomenon that comes about every 10, 15 years. Total. We're not in Kansas anymore. My next guest I've actually known for quite a while because. When I first came to this hotel, just about when it opened, yes, that's that's right. He was the executive chef, and he's the executive chef now at Addison Restaurant. William Bradley, how are you, sir? Mr. Greenberg, it's always a pleasure to see you, sir. Oh, don't suck up with that Mr. Greenberg well, stuff. It's, it's 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 a respect <laughs> thing. It's nice to see you, Peter. And there you go, Bill. <laughs> so, you know, we talk about so many buzzwords today. You know, sustainable, farm to table, agritourism. And yet, where you are in Southern California gives you a, a, a relatively unique perspective on being able to pull that off. Absolutely. I mean, the Tawara in this area and in the region and all the small farmers that have really, really come to life over the years has made my job as a chef uh, a lot easier. In what way? In terms of they have, you know, a sense of understanding what we really want now and they're they're just as passionate about the ingredients as we are so it just makes for a really really great relationship with them and you know it's a one-on-one relationship that you don't see it all the time you know I, I i i liken this to the the farmer's market in madison wisconsin because in order for you to exhibit at that market you actually have to be the guy who grew it sure you sure, can't sure. delegate you have, it's not some marketing rep there so when you're actually as a consumer going to that stand you're actually talking to the guy who grew it yeah it's up i mean it's amazing it just changes the, the materials that you get to work with it's it really makes for an, an amazing experience for the guest in terms of what the quality of ingredients we can get here in this region all right so what are you working with now that you weren't working with when i first saw you right i think you know we really try to evolve ourselves as chefs. So I think less is more as you get a little bit older. I think it's the refined simplicity. So we're still using those ingredients that we did 
many years ago, but it's just really how we bring them together and compose a dish, I think, has evolved a lot. You know what I hate? When chefs try to show off to the point where you don't even know what you're eating. Right, and that's a philosophy that I've never really, really understood for a lot of chefs. I'm a real firm believer is that as a chef, I'm cooking for my guest. So at the end of the day, I like to make things that are familiar with them, but in terms of how we try to maximize the deliciousness of each ingredient is really up to uh, the craftsmanship of what uh, craftsmanship of what we do. But you know, it's every, every once in a while you can wow me with like, oh, I had no idea that was foie gras. You know, mm-hmm. but every once in a while you'd like to know what you're eating. One hundred percent, and that's something we really focus on here at Addison is ingredients that you are well known, but have a different level of taste based on our techniques. But any one in particular, in terms of ingredients, yeah, you know. Not really. I mean, it's around. I mean, there are some chefs that say, I put garlic in even in the desserts, you know. Right, right, right. Acid, I mean, acidity being in this area. I mean, we, we cook with a lot of acid. I think it's a really great finishing thing that, you know, different vinegars and lemons and limes and kumquats and just different ways of seasoning things and utilizing the elements of taste differently. Okay, let's get down to a definition of terms here. Okay, this is just a pet peeve on my sure. part, right? Everybody talks about, you know, extra virgin olive oil. How about like slutty olive oil? <laughs> I mean, how about bad girl olive oil? I mean, what I does... Know if, I don't know if that would sell very well. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's the best brand you could come up with. Bad girl olive oil? There you go. Oh my God. <laughs> now you're cooking. There sure, you go. Sure, sure, sure. But the point is, do we get so enamored of these, t- of these titles and these slogans that we, we lose touch about what they really mean? Right, Extra right. virgin? Right, right, right. And I, and I think we do. It's, it, again, that's a marketing piece. For chefs and home consumers, as they become educated, they should just go for what they feel um, is quality. And you can taste quality always. Right. And not get sucked in by a label or anything else. But I mean, there's cooking olive oil and then there's finishing olive oil. 100%. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, and they're you, putting the wrong olive oil on. Exactly. I mean, great extra virgin olive oil, as you know, is just finished. It should be served at the right temperature, put on table side if it's really done properly and just enjoyed because it has so much depth and flavor to it. And where does yours come from? Come again? Where does your extra we, virgin olive oil We from? get our extra virgin olive oil from Italy. And that's, and, you know, we've, Again, we sample so many different olive oils from around the world. We have one that we really like that we, I was turned on to many years ago from an old chef, Alex Strada. It's oh, one of Alec. Oh, Alec. You amazing. know what? You called him an old chef. He, I'm going to tell him you said that. Well, in terms of he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a chef that's been around for a long time. So he, start, I, he started very close to here, at, over at, at, which is now the montage. He was, he was working with Jimmy, with Jimmy Boyce. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I mean, he, they, they go way back. I mean, we used to work together. He's now in Las Vegas, by the way. Yes, yes. And he, he, you know, he was one of those chefs that back then brought a lot of things from, you know, when he worked with Ducasse at the Riviera in, right. in, in, in France. So he brought a lot of these purveyors and things that I have never seen before years and years ago when we were at the Phoenician. So I still hold a lot of those things, you know, dear to my heart in terms of what, what we cook with today. Where are the wagons? The wagon is too slow. Can't you ride? It's not that he can't ride. How is it you put it home? They're dangerous at both ends and crafty in the middle. Why would I want anything with a mind of its own bobbing about between my legs?
As I do every week at this time, I encourage you to go to our website, petergreenberg.com, for our comprehensive list of all the aid and relief organizations doing all that hard and essential work all around the world, opportunities for you to immerse yourself and give back every time you travel. Whether you're the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, it doesn't matter. There's something for you to do where you can really bring something to the party. And if you do it right, you become the party. And you get to see a destination in a way that most people don't, through the people who really live there and who need your help. We always like to localize the volunteer opportunities. And Del Mar is no exception. In fact, you get to volunteer at the Solana Beach Library, very close to here. It's a great, perfect opportunity because guess what? They need you to assist them with all sorts of presentations, work with books, kids, other things, reading programs, you name it, uh, and just give them a little call ahead of time, and they'll get you in. And, you know, it's an hour or two every time you come down here. It's not eight, 18 days or three months. It's a great opportunity. If you want more information, just go to our website on the Solana Beach Library program at petergreenberg.com. Joining us now... Uh, with his picks, and we're you know well into the new year now, but with his picks of the hot spots for 2016, the editorial director of the Rob Report, Bruce Wallen. Hey, Bruce. Hi, Peter. Thanks for having me back. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've got my picks, but I, I would love to see how they measure up with yours because uh, uh, a lot of people, were, well, you know, last year, of course, everybody was saying Iceland, and everybody was saying, you know, uh, uh, that that was one. For sure. Uh, I just did one where I said, no, this year it's Greenland and Faroe Islands. But uh, you've got some interesting ones. So why don't you uh, wow us with a couple? Well, I think you're right. I think we kind of missed the boat on Iceland. We, we chose not to include it this year because that was that was very last year. Not that it's still not high on my list of places to go, but uh, it's not on our list this year. Um, well, I, I mean, just to kind of give a little bit of background, we we really approach this. We work with a number of writers and editors who are experts in, in luxury travel, and, and we spoke with all of them and, and to get their thoughts on, you know, where are the places to go this year in 2016 and why. Um, clearly focusing on, on luxury travel, given our uh, the Rob Report focus on, on luxury lifestyle. But we really, you know, we kind of hit four points. You know, are they, you know, is it an emerging luxury destination, someplace that, you know, maybe has not traditionally been a luxury destination but is, is up and coming, things like um, Namibia or the Douro Valley in Portugal or, or Sri Lanka is a big one. That's that's actually our number two pick this year for, for yeah. emerging destinations. Well, you know, Sri Lanka is a good choice, if I could say so myself, because most people don't realize, you know, now that the uh, – their civil war has essentially been subsided. People don't realize that if you're looking for a truly genuine, not touristic, but a truly genuine elephant experience, hard to beat Sri Lanka. Right, and I, I just love the combination of, I mean, you can go kite surfing during the day and then go on a leopard safari that afternoon and, and go taste some of the best tea in the world the next day. You know, it's really, it's got a fantastic cultural um, adventure, wildlife, it really has a lot and in a fairly contained space. So I, I think for, it's an excellent place. And for those people who need a history lesson, Sri Lanka's former name, speaking of tea, is Ceylon. It's Ceylon. Yeah. All right. So you, you also picked uh, uh, Montenegro. Montenegro. I would say Montenegro is an example of a, another type of place that we were looking for, and that's a comeback. So, you know, places that were at one point great tourist destinations, but kind of fell off the map for whatever reason. Uh, Montenegro, clearly a political sick, uh, situation. Former Yugoslavia, of which it was a part, um, became problematic for many years. Um, it has come back in a 
a phenomenal way. Um, I was actually there this summer, and it's just it's an incredible European Adriatic classic beach destination. With it, just it it feels so different from um, you know beach destinations that you might experience elsewhere, and and so very European, whatever whatever that means. But yeah. um, you know you have fantastic resorts there. The food is great. You've got vineyards. You've got mountains. Um, the, it's becoming a very popular yachting destination for, well, for I, you know what I sailed in there this summer, and I have to tell you I was wowed by the pedigree of the boats I saw. Absolutely, there, I was um, when I was there. There was a I think 280 foot yacht docked right off of the resort I was staying at. So that's not something you see every day. Now, one of the places on your list was a surprise to me. It's one of my favorites, but I'm, I'm surprised that you would think it would be the hot spot of one of the hot spots of this year, and that's Bermuda. Bermuda, absolutely. I, that, you know what? That's another example of a place that's come back. Um, I, you know, clearly Bermuda is is of interest right now because of the America's Cup. You know, it's, it was selected recently, a few months back. It was selected as the destin as the location for the 2017 America's Cup races, which is, you know, quite a big deal both from in the sailing community, but also from a from for Bermuda's perspective. There's a lot of investment going in there now on new resorts, uh, resorts like the Fairmont um, just completed a major, major renovation. Um, we also have uh, Michael Douglas, I believe is part Bermudan, um, and Catherine Zeta-Jones are opening up uh, their own resort there at the end of this year, I believe in time for the America's Cup races. And keep in mind, they already had a resort, which they closed. So now they're, they're reopening. Right. Called Ariel okay. Sands. Ariel Sands, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then, of course... One of my all-time favorite destinations made your list, South Africa. Sure, and specifically the Cape Winelands region. And that is our number one destination for 2016. And I would say Cape Winelands is an example of yet another uh, category that we would put these into, and that's of a destination that is com- has completely hit its stride as a luxury destination. I mean, the Cape Winelands has always been popular or you know, long been popular as a day-trip destination from – Cape Town, which of course is another fantastic destination, but in the last uh, four or five years, but increasingly so in the last year, there have been a number of just fantastic uh, resorts that have opened up, like La Residence and Dallaire Graf Estate. Uh, Richard Branson just bought a property there last year and, and completely revamped it called Mount Rochelle. And there's just so much investment going in there, both the wines are getting better. The resorts are getting better. The food's getting better. It's really becoming on the level of any wine destination anywhere in the world. Um, and then, of course, it's you know an hour from Cape Town and an hour from great safaris and, and, and all that. So it's really a great all-around destination. And perhaps the best deal for 2016 while it lasts, limited time offer, is the South African Rand has essentially collapsed. It, it, it started <clears throat> at the year about nine to the dollar it's gone as low as 16 to the dollar and from a from a u.s dollar point of view you couldn't be more strong than that in terms of your buying power across the board as a visitor to uh, to uh, to south africa and you know when you're talking about safari less so in the wine country but when you're talking about safari that is such a significant cost and, and it is for you know it's it's often a once in a lifetime type of trip, and that can make a huge difference on a safari. Um, so it really is a great time to be looking at South Africa. And then the one that made your list, which was the true surprise, it was the sleeper of all sleepers, Los Angeles. <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's actually an example of 
the fourth bucket that we would put all these in, and that is of uh, you know very well known destination, but seen in a in a different light. And with Los Angeles, I mean, <laughs> we're based in Los Angeles, and and we hardly, if ever, cover it as a travel destination, just because it's not really something we think of as Los Angeles as a travel destination. But with everything that's gone on with the contemporary art scene in Los Angeles of late, it, it really has become a world capital of, of contemporary art. I mean, namely, uh, the Broad Museum, opened by um, Eli and Edith Broad this past year, a few months back. It's a, a phenomenal collection. It's right next door to Disney Concert Hall. It's right across the street from MoCA and, and David Geffen's uh, museum that's part of MoCA. You have, you know, a number of of contemporary art galleries coming over from Europe and New York and, and elsewhere that are opening up in downtown Los Angeles. It is becoming an incredible art scene down there. You have, you know, the Broads, Geffen, who are two of the biggest collectors of contemporary art in the world, if not the biggest. Um, and they've really driven this this renaissance down there. And and L.A. as a you know an Angelina myself, I can say this: it's it's not exactly known for its high culture. It's known for its culture, but not exactly <laughs> its high culture. But I think that that's changing, and it's it's a great time to take a look at Los Angeles. Not to mention a big bustling restaurant scene downtown that never existed before. Bruce Wallen, the editorial director of the Rob Report. If you are continuing on to another Southwest destination, please make sure that you check the monitors inside the terminal for your proper gate and flight information. If you are continuing on with another airline, we really don't care. Audible.com has more than 150,000 titles and virtually every genre. So check it out for yourself. Sign up today at www.audiblepodcast.com slash travel today to get a free audiobook and 30-day trial. Let me introduce you to the director of golf right here at the Grand Del Mar, Steve Cox. How are, uh, Sean Cox, excuse me, Sean. How are you today? I'm okay. Good. So um, you, uh, you take your golf seriously, though. I do. Your description of liking to drive the cart is like a, most kids in the age of about uh, 5 to 10. They That's exactly where I, I, I find myself these days. Yeah? We get a lot of those. Yeah. But it is such a frustrating game. It is, it is such a precise game. I mean, I'll watch highlights on SportsCenter with everybody else and watch these guys doing shots that you couldn't even imagine, right? It's, it's amazing. Well, it's edited. Yeah, no kidding. Remember that. Yeah, I know. That's why there it's called highlights. There are some bad shots. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh, no the, the bad shots are on the highlight reels, too. Let's not forget that. Yeah. What's special about your course here? Well, it's the 380 acres that we're on. We're about three miles from the ocean, so we've got some coastal breezes, but it's hard to get 380 acres in Southern California for one 18-hole golf course. And then secondly, when they built the course, they picked the arguably the best modern golf architect in Tom Fazio. You know, he's got the most courses on the top 100. You know, he meandered the course through the canyons. It's it's beautiful golf course. We do still get, you know, some deer and birds and snakes and all different kinds of wildlife out here. And they have the run of the course. Yeah, they do. Any any snakes hit with golf balls? We haven't, no, but we've had a few <laughs> call-ins when they, you know, they sun themselves on the cart paths and stuff like that. And, you know, it's, you know, that's... We're we're very fortunate that the weather here in San Diego is, you know, probably the best in the country. We're not too far from the ocean, so in the summertime, you know, our highs about low eighties, 
you know. When you take a look at some of the, of the best golf courses in the world, they're close to the water. I mean, you know, everything from Pebble Beach to, uh, you know, to courses in Scotland. Yeah, they are. And we've got about three lakes on the course, you know, so that plays in our 17th hole is a par three from the tips. It's a par three, 242 yards with a lake around the green. It looks kind of like that TPC Sawgrass Island green. So it's very. And how many balls are in that lake? Well, we actually have a diver that comes out <laughs> every couple months, and they they actually pay you a commission on the balls that they collect out of the lake. Do they really? Yeah. It's... I, I love it. You, you mentioned the wind. I would suspect that the best time to tee off would be about 7 in the morning uh, before the wind kicks in. You know, in San Diego, that's one of the things. It's not Scotland. I mean, yeah, because Scotland, um, it really howls. Yeah, I've played in Scotland. I mean, the highest wind on a typical day is about 10 miles an hour. So it really doesn't factor more than one club into the wind, you know, half a club downwind. So, you know, we're very fortunate that way. But it's enough of a breeze that when it does get 85, 90 degrees on a few days a year, it keeps it cool. Now, the cool thing is you have a junior golf program here. We do. We've got a lot of very good juniors uh, who come here for Junior World to stay in the hotel in the summer. We've also got a membership. What makes our course unique is we are semi-private. So the only people that can play our course are staying at the resort or our members that mostly live local. And we had the good fortune a year ago to have one of our junior members win the U.S. Amateur. And then last year I went and I played cameraman for a family because two brothers made it to the drive, chip, and putt at the Masters last year, which was really cool. Now, if you win the drive, chip, and putt at the Masters, do they give you a small green jacket? <laughs> they don't. <laughs> but one of them won the putting portion of his age group, and he got a really cool trophy and his picture taken with Gary Player and Trevor Immelman, yeah. which was cool. What's the worst hole that you got, the most challenging hole? The most challenging, it'd probably be the one I mentioned, 17, just because the water around the green. And most people, you know, when they see water, they get a little tight and they don't quite make their normal swing. All right. Now, let me just change, uh, change rules here and talk about your football career. Oh, I, yeah, that. Yeah. I, well, it's, uh, I had fun in college and I played for University of Washington and we won a national championship. We actually shared it with the University of Miami in 1991. We're one of the reasons they started the whole BCS. They got tired of two teams finishing undefeated and not playing against each other. So about two or three years after that, they started the BCS. And, you know, we won two of the polls. They won one of them. You know, our quarterbacks were Billy Joe Hobart and Mark Brunell, who both had professional sure, career sure. careers. And, and you played in the Rose Bowl. Yeah, I did. And you won. We did. We beat the Heisman Trophy winner by 25 points. This is your captain speaking. There is absolutely no cause for alarm. Let your motor run and head out on the highway. Looking for adventure. And whatever comes our way. Yeah, I gotta go make it happen. Take the world in a loving way. Joining me now, an old buddy of mine, a transplant from Hawaii, so to speak where he was uh, serving there for many, many years, and he's now the, the big cheese here at this hotel and the region as well. Christopher Ludi, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. You know, let's talk first about Hawaii because, you know, what I'm noticing, and, and this, this has to have an impact in the hotel business, there's an airlift problem out there. And the airlift problem is if you, it, it, there's no point in building it if people can't come. You know, so if people don't want to fly to Hawaii or they can't get a seat, then your occupancy suffers. 
Here in California, it's a little bit different because you have a lot of a, you have a drive market here. Uh, you have uh, people who have uh, you have so many different airports within a, a radius of where you are here in Del Mar. But looking at the Hawaiian market, you know, for so many years they were so uh, dependent on the Japanese market, for example. And then all of a sudden, if the Japanese market didn't come in one day, there goes the economy, right? Absolutely, yeah. Certainly, the only way to get to Hawaii is with uh, with airplanes. And uh, it's not so much a problem in Honolulu, but uh, our two Fairmonts there are on the Big Island and on Maui, and it's a huge problem. Uh, very few flights go to those islands, more and more than uh, have in the past, but still, you, you're completely dependent on airlift. And your hotel in Maui is? The uh, Fairmont Kealani in Wailea. Right, which, which when I first saw it, you know what I used to call it? The Moroccan Dairy Queen. That's right. Everybody else did. Am I right? Yeah, you knew yeah, I did absolutely. that, right? Absolutely. <laughs> you were right next to me. You had the Four Seasons on one side, and you had the, uh, what, the, the, the Waikoloa, right? Uh, no, uh, you had the, the Grand, Grand Hyatt. It was, it, was, it was the Grand Hyatt. That is correct. Yeah. yeah. And now Grand Vilea, yeah. 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 But that's a beautiful, beautiful part of the island, obviously, in this spectacular hotel. Uh, looks a little different from the outside, but once you're in there, it's just spectacular. And what's really bizarre right now, speaking of Maui, is one of the guys running an airline out there is Larry Ellison. Well, he actually just sold it. He didn't. He yeah, it was just announced he sold it to a private investors group, a Hawaii-based investors group. You know what? So if Larry Ellison sells something, that means somebody got stuck with something. Yeah, I think so. You know I'm right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, the, the, the second or the third area airline in Hawaii has never made money. Remember, because there used to be uh, Aloha, and there was Hawaiian Air, that's and then right. there, there was Mahalo or somebody, and all those third airlines never made it. That's right. Well, he in particular bought Island Air to right. uh, fill his hotels on uh, Lanai, obviously. But, uh, you know, not sure what the reasoning is, but uh, he's selling the airline. But that's the point. If you can't fill the hotels, then you get rid of the airline, too. Yeah. What's changed here in Del Mar? Because I go back to the days when this was owned by other people before Fairmont came in. All right. Well, hopefully, if somebody has been here six, seven years ago and they come back today, not much, because we really tried very, very hard not to change the essence of the hotel, because it was a spectacular hotel to begin with, and it continues to be a spectacular hotel. Uh, the only reason why Fairmont took over management is because nowadays you need broad distribution across the world, and as an independent property, that's very, very difficult much, much easier when you have an affiliation with uh, independent prop uh, with a brand. I mean, not to get too much inside baseball, but you've got the rest system. I mean, that, you, That's right. That's really what it gets down to. You have the network. That's right. And just the cost of uh, uh, the marketing online, you know, is so tremendous that one hotel has difficult time to, uh, to do that on its own. Now, here in California, not exactly a news bulletin to people. In California, you've got a drought. You've got a golf course. How do you survive? Reclaimed water. That's the name <laughs> of the game. Uh, now, luckily, uh, we, we, we talk about the drought and everything. We actually have a little wetter winter than usual, but uh, we use reclaimed water. So that's water has been used, uh, is recycled and goes back out in the greens. That's how we do our part to save water. Because otherwise you couldn't do it. That's right. That's right. How much water are you using? Oh, I'm actually not sure, but uh, I don't know exact number. But uh, obviously, it's a tremendous amount, but uh, a big part of it now is reclaimed. What's the biggest challenge for this hotel? 
Well, the biggest challenge is that uh, we are creating our own destination. We are uh, a few miles north of San Diego, south of uh, Orange County, you know, it's a little interesting. bit inland. It's interesting because it's called the Grand Hotel Del Mar, but your address is literally San Diego. That's right. You're right. But uh, obviously, a lot of what we do and what our guests do is oriented towards Del Mar. So uh, our beach, basically, that our guests go to is in Del Mar. But we truly create our own destination here back in the in the little valley that we're in, 400 uh, pristine acres. And that is really what we do, uh, promote what we have here to the world to get away from it and come to us. What I like about the hotel, and you may disagree with me, but what I like about the hotel is I use it as a hub. You could be here at the hotel and do day trips to San Diego. That's exactly, you got that absolutely right. It's exactly that way. You can go down to go SeaWorld, San Diego, up north, Legoland, the beaches, everything is just around Legoland, us. oh yeah. God, you had to mention Legoland. Those guys, are, those guys do an amazing business. It's yeah. out of control. They're, you know, they're, they're movie. I mean, it's crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've been listening to Peter Greenberg Worldwide. Catch us each week as we broadcast from a new location somewhere around the world. If you like Ion Travel with Peter Greenberg, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. The Hargan women seem to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus, starting May 1st. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.